Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Quiet Part Loud podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm the host of this thing. You're listening to episode 117 of the show, and it's the final show of the season of of the season of the year um, as we roll into the Christmas season. Uh, I'm now wrapped for my nine to five work, so I wanted to get one more show, one more episode of the podcast out before we wrap everything for the year and take our foot off the gas for a little while for a couple of weeks and just try to chill out and relax and get back to zero. I think we've been running at about 100 miles an hour this entire year and it feels like it's just absolutely whizzed by. But we've done some good things. We've had a good year. Uh, the show's grown thanks to you guys. So your support is 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 absolutely critical and you know the continued support is is so appreciated. And we've got some things coming next year that will continue to improve. And we talked about some of them, you know, this year and we've added some, you know, better audio quality. And next year we're going to look to add video. We've got a couple of uh, interviews that we've got lined up. One which I planned to do about a month ago, but schedules conflicted. And I figured, you know what, let's just, you know, we've got this plan long term. This is, I say we, but it's me. I'm I'm a I'm a one man band doing a part time podcast effectively right once a week, and uh, and it's a there's no there's no bells and whistles here. This is a this is a guy with his laptop, with a microphone in his living room, just speaking about things that he cares about and uh, and things that he wants to share. But we do want to take the show further. We do want to put better structure to the show. We do want to include more interviews and. And expand the remit of the show, and you know, in, including video and and more audio visual el- visual elements for the for the episodes, so that you guys can be more engaged, and that will help us do what we want to do, which is ultimately just turn this thing into a self sustaining entity. And once it becomes that, then uh, then nothing else matters, right? Because when you do what you love, it's not work. You never do a day of work in your life, right? So this is what I love to do. I just want to get more involved with it. And that's entirely what I'm going to be doing during the Christmas break, during the time off when we take our foot off the gas with the podcast and with work and everything else. And then hopefully come back next year, you know, better than ever and really get some growth behind this show. We have grown over the past year, but it's been slow. And I think that's, you know, there's a number of factors for that, but we're going in the right direction, and this is a labor of love, not one of of necessity. So, I'm not going anywhere, and the fact that you guys continue to listen is just you know that little bit of extra encouragement that I need to say, okay, cool, let's keep doing it, let's work on the structure, let's work on the presentation of this thing, and make it something worth listening to by masses of people. That's all we want: we want ears, ears, and that's it. Because I know the message and the delivery resonates because there's there's folks out there with a built-in brand 
They get millions and millions of listens on the podcast and they're not saying anything different than what you hear right here on a weekly basis about key issues, key topics, you know, and just shit going on around the world. So we want to keep pushing. But it is a labor of love, so I don't care how long it takes. I'm not going to stop doing this. This is an outlet for me. I get to talk shit about stuff. I get to kind of investigate stuff. But what I want to do is include you guys more in the conversation. Not only with guests, but also with your feedback and, you know, your interaction as well. I think that's a key part of this whole thing. So, the New Year's coming. It's right around the corner. 2020, all the New Year's resolutions are going to be coming out soon. But for me, it is a continuation. It's a slight adjustment. We've always got to be looking at the situation, adjusting accordingly, and then moving forward. Because repeating the same action and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity, right? So we look at what's going right, keep going, tweak it a little bit where necessary, and move forward. The things that are wrong, look at them objectively, assess, remove if necessary, adjust and move forward. But now's the time when everybody's going to be coming up with their New Year's resolutions. They want to quit drinking. They want to get in shape. They want to stop smoking. They want to be a better person. Whatever. Right? Eat less sugar. I don't know. I don't really do New Year's resolutions per se. I'm more of a light bulb moment type of fella, (laughs) if that makes sense. It could be March 31st at 7 o'clock in the morning. And if something switches with me... it's going to either stick or it's not. I've never done really well with saying, okay, there's a time and a date on that. I'm going to be, I'm going to be done matter-of-factly by that date. It's, you've got to be willing to make the change. Your head has got to be in the space. An arbitrary date and time would not indicate to me the necessary motivation to sustain the activity one is trying to achieve, Right? You go to the doctor and get a really bad health report that says you better quit smoking now or you'll be dead in six months is different than saying I'm going to quit smoking on the 1st of January. It's my New Year's resolution. I swear to God I'm going to stick with it. You know what I mean? Or if you can't climb up a flight of stairs because you're overweight and you eat like shit, you might want to take that as a trigger moment rather than saying I'll wait until January 1st and then I swear to God I'm going to put the Big Macs down. I'm more of that thing. I'm more of like a, oh, what the fuck is going on right now? You need to make an adjustment. Real-time adjustments, not, again, arbitrary times. But that said, that's how I work. If you work differently than that and you actually have success in previous years with setting a resolution and sticking to it, if that mechanism has had you know, a positive outcome to you, then I say, great. What's your New Year's resolution this year? So what's the New Year's resolution out there? Do you guys have one? If I had any, it would be a continuation of, but adding more balance to the routine, to what I'm doing now. So for instance, I want to spend more time developing this podcast out, right? That's going to mean allocating some of my time now to editing. The workout stuff, that's kind of dialed in and that's nice. I'm happy with that. The eating, that's kind of dialed in now. I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. I need more rest. 
for sure. I'm working on the whole interpersonal stuff that I spoke about in a, in a previous episode. I'm trying to do that. But I think less floundering. And for somebody who does the kind of things that I do, people might look at that and say, well, it sounds like you do quite a bit already. And I say to myself, well, not really, because I still find at times getting itchy and kind of antsy and saying, Ugh, like, I feel lazy. I feel lazy. I feel like I'm not doing anything. And I think if I allocated my time more appropriately and put the effort required into some of the things that I'm already doing, they'd be so much more, they'd be so much improved that I think the tangible benefits and the outcomes and the results on the back end would, would, would speak for themselves. So I'm good with my time. I'm not great with my time. So if there was any one thing that I would change, it would be usage of my time, time management. I would get better at that. But I've already addressed it. I'm not waiting three more weeks to try to be better with time management. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it recording this podcast right now. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get an hour in to record the show. But sure enough, looking at the schedule, looking at how the day is, I think I can. So I'm already improving on it. But if January 1st is what makes you tick, then great. I'd love to hear what your New Year's resolutions are. For me, I'm just, I love the Christmas. I'm, I'm a big kid. I love Christmas. Like, my, my living room where I record the show, it looks like Santa has had a shit all over my living room. I've got garland, I've got lights, I've got lit up presents, I've got snowmen, I've got gingerbread houses, I've got little miniature villages, I've got lights everywhere. Our tree's almost eight, it's about eight foot tall. And it's just looking epic at the moment. My wife and I, she came up with a great idea. She suggested it off the cuff. And she said, I wonder if we could find 25 Christmas movies. <laughs> now, this is going to sound super cheesy to you guys, I'm sure. But it's actually fun. And I'm a big kid. Like I said, I love Christmas. So I'm all up for that, right? Lighting the fireplace, getting all the lights on, you know, having a Bailey's. I love it. So we found 25 Christmas movies and it's been great because so far I've shown my wife three movies in black and white that she would never have seen before. One of the old um, Christmas carols from like 1940 or something. Same with uh, Miracle on 34th Street. That's from 1947. And then she watched A Wonderful Life with James Stewart. And again would never have watched these because she doesn't really like that type of film and, you know, whatever. But it's been great. We've watched some shit. We've watched a couple shit movies, but so what? So what? It's just adding a little bit of a, a holiday thing to the, you know, we sit down at night, we turn all the lights on, we look at the tree, have a drink and watch a film, watch a Christmas movie. And it's great because all of our Christmas shopping is effectively done. And it's the 9th of December. So there's no rush. So now we can ease back. 
and I just want to take my foot off the gas. But that's what I love to do. I just love to get real Christmassy with it. I've got lights all over the place. A big wreath on the front door. It's these tight. I'm I'm one of these people that's not really enamored with having children. Like I'm not I'm not bothered. If I'm being completely honest with you. And it's only at times like this that I'm like, fuck, actually, I would love a big family around the table like we used to do. Where there was 15 people around the table and you would, you know, then you would really experience Christmas. That's the time of year I miss it. The rest of the, the, rest of the year, literally the rest of the year, I'm like, fuck that. I want my own time. I just told you about managing time. Can you imagine throwing a kid on top of that? I feel so bad for some people, man. They look fucking exhausted. But at Christmas, man, do you want them around? Man, do you want that energy? That's everything about Christmas, right? I almost decorated my entire backyard as a winter wonderland for me and my wife. I didn't do it, but I'm going to start adding to what will eventually be the collection and the setup out there. But you want that energy around this Christmas. So if, if, you know, if my wife and I who have, you know, animals can add to that vibe by, you know, dressing up the house and watching some Christmas movies, then, then that's, that's what we're going to do. Because if you can't enjoy each other at this time of year, and I see people, man, and they're trying, but it also seems less and less like they give a fuck. And it's really sad to see people so frustrated and so anxious and so hurried this close to the holidays. And it's a shame, right? Because we lose it as adults. Do you remember what it felt like to have Christmas as a kid? Oh my God. It was amazing. And now it's like, now I'm worried about how much I'm spending. And that's why the decorating and doing all of that stuff, it takes away from that. And you just get back to enjoying it for what it is. Which is a time to listen to some really shit cheesy music. To listen and watch some really shit cheesy films. Be nice to each other. Overindulge a little bit. And get some free shit. There's nothing really religious about Christmas for me. Because I'm not a religious person. But there is something nostalgic about walking into a church on Christmas. And going to a mass. And I think I'm going to surprise my wife. Because she's asked me for a number of years to go. And we've always just not gone. And I think I'm going to really try this year to arrange it so we can. I think it would mean a lot to her. I've done a couple of things this year that I think are going to be really meaningful to her. Um, I bought her some cool-ass fucking presents, too, but I can't say them on the show just in case this is the one she ends up listening to. No, she doesn't listen to my show, by the way. My numbers are not doctored. <laughs> Somebody asked me that one time. They're like, Daryl, how do you know all your numbers are legit? <laughs> I said, because they're so fucking low. Who the hell would cheat about having this many listeners, have, have, having this many downloads? 
<laughs> Trust me, I wish my numbers were doctored to, to represent a lower number. I wish I was being shadow banned or something. But we're keeping on. We're keeping on, keeping on. But yeah, man, Christmas, you know, end of the fucking year. It's been a crazy year. Listen, guys, I've said this before. We got a motherfucking recession coming, okay? It is going to get real dodgy soon. We cannot hold on. Economics dictate we will not sustain, okay? And I don't even know how I turned around. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was getting. That was my fucking point. You got to enjoy this time of year. You got to enjoy every chance you can. When you get a chance to enjoy yourself unadulterated, in an unadulterated way, you know, you get to dance around and get a little drunk and tipsy and be a little merry and eat a little too much and fall asleep on the sofa, you know? You got to take advantage, man. There's some dark shit that's potentially coming. We got an election this week. And this country has people on the national news telling people they should decidedly, like, vote strategically. Like, fuck your political affiliations. They're going against Boris Johnson. And actually... That kind of brings me to one of the things that I wanted to talk about this week. Um, on the weekend, I attended... I live in the borough of Greenwich in southeast London. And I attended my local MP Hustings. I don't know... I, I don't even... I've never looked it up, but I don't know what a Hustings actually stands for. I know what it means. It means when a couple of political figures get together in front of a crowd. It's like a town hall type of thing. Right, But I've never heard the word hustings until I got into British politics a little bit. So anyways, I went to one of these this weekend. And in attendance or present on stage were Labour, Lib Dems, Green, Tory, uh, and the Christian People's Alliance or something like that. And I'm telling you, I, I went there prepared, right? Because I had a few things that I wanted to ask because I was hoping to feed them back onto the show. And I was hoping to get access to the candidates after the show so I could ask them if they would appear on the episode or on the podcast, maybe after Christmas. It wouldn't really matter because the election would be over. But I think it would still be good to have those local ties, right? With people who are politically involved and politically active. So... I didn't get called upon once to ask a question. The topics that I wanted to ask were not covered. And you can clearly see why the Labour candidate who has been the MP for, for the Greenwich and Woolwich borough has been in power for four years. Because the other candidates on stage were not even viable to be running. I don't even know how they were put up for their party. It was an absolute shit show. I mean, if you look at the people up there, the the conservative guy looked like he just woke up. He knew he didn't have a chance in hell of getting any favor uh, from the crowd as well. He knew that this was a complete labor stranglehold and that he was effectively vying for second place. But it didn't even look like he need like he he didn't even, he almost looked annoyed to be there to have to be answering the questions. The guy was a complete tool. I don't know who he is, uh, but apparently he's run before um, and has come second place. But what a what what a what a mess of a candidate this guy is. The 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 
the most competent was by far the Labour candidate, who Matthew Pennycook, I don't agree with a lot, um, but he put the best showing on by a goddamn mile. Uh, second was the Lib Dem uh, candidate. Her name was Rianne, I believe. Um, but again, even so, she just read out manif manifesto uh, talking points and there was real no, there's no real investigation. This is a chance for them to sit up there and just talk at you, right? You can't interact with them. The forum itself is actually a broken format. So the Green Party, I mean, she could barely, she could barely finish her responses without taking a breath like she was exhausted. I, I, I just wanted to, she was... Uh, bless her. She looked like she had knitted her own sweater and her own, uh, like her entire outfit looked homemade. And she just looked like she needed animal protein. She needed energy. Like she looked like she was going to fall asleep halfway through it. At one point she was leaning back with her hand on her head. And I'm just like, where's the, where's the charisma? Even on a local level, where's the charisma? And bless the Christian People's Alliance or whatever that party was. Um, for the other lady, I mean, her English was so poor that even the points that she raised that were valid got zero traction because she's got no delivery. So you've got one guy that stands literally and figuratively above, uh, head and shoulders above all of the rest of the candidates on the stage. So you're like, well, of course Greenwich and Woolwich are a labor stronghold. Uh, of course. But it was shocking to see how poor the other parties are represented. And it, I just wonder, like, if I, if I supported more of their manifestos, then maybe I would look at going into local politics. But the thing I can closely align with, you know, other than running as an independent candidate, would be the Labour candidate. And there's no way you get that opportunity with a guy who's been running at a 65% win rate for four years, right? So, because I have some political ambitions, I think more and more about it. But I also think that that means giving all of this up, all of my freedom, all of my spare time. If you're really going to do the job as a politician, you really should be involved full time. Um, but the forum itself was, uh, was, was capped off by two crazy old ladies that Use the um, use the hustings to bring out all of their Julian Assange conspiracy theories. It was amazing, actually. They were vehemently uh, pleading with the candidates to state their position, like they have some control over what the courts do on how they'll handle Julian Assange and the fact that we are a country of war criminals. It was um, it was it was fantastic theater for a local election. So to those who those two heroes with the uh, with the posters, with the very uh, descriptive posters. Uh, congratulations to you two ladies. You made the uh, you made the event uh, have at least some sort of a heartbeat because until then it just looked like a flatlined event. It was really really poorly run. Uh, the moderator didn't even bother to tuck his uh, shirt in. He, you know, it was it was a shoestring thing, um, and it could have been a lot better. Uh, a lot more professionally organized, I think, and a lot more professionally run. But never mind. That's what you get with local uh, local campaigns, I suppose. Who am I to judge? All I know is that they didn't talk once about crime. They didn't talk once about the fact that my council tax is going up and my services are being reduced. 
they didn't talk about anything to do with the cleanliness or the safetyness in the borough or the traffic in the borough. All they said was, uh, we want to invest in more public transportation, yet I'm seeing the bus routes diminished in my local area. So, you know, the fact that I didn't get to ans- uh, ask any of these questions with a little bit, it fucked me off a little bit. I- I'm not going to lie to you. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, that's that. But, you know, we've got an election this, we've got an election in three days to kick off the year. So w- the reason I started saying all of this was because take advantage of like, fuck the presents, man. Fuck the presents. Go to the shop, get yourself a bottle of Bailey's, get home, turn the lights down low, put something on the telly and just relax for a little bit because that's, that's what we don't, that's what we don't get enough of. I just think like everybody's running at like an eight all the time. Right. And not in a good way. Like when I say I I go at like 100 miles an hour, I'm going at 100 miles an hour in a good way. Right. Do the podcast. I train my client. I do my work. I do my workouts. I, you know, uh, my family, you know, all of this different bits, these different bits that I do. I'm I'm quite busy, you know, looking at other business opportunities and, 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 and real estate and things like that and trying to educate myself and, you know, doing these courses and, and, and trying to study up on different things. But what I mean by by running it at eight is is I mean at a stress level point. So many people in this city, in fact, I would venture to say the majority, overwhelmingly, is running at a stress point that is just not healthy for anybody. And that's why I say, like, if we can't do it at this time of year, when are we going to do it? You know, we got Donald Trump over there saying, you know, that Israeli people if they don't vote for him they don't really love israel like he's i mean you know he's just completely off the fucking rails now like he has ever been on the rails but i mean this impeachment inquiry the evidence is overwhelming so he's obviously spun into a rage and now he's just going off at the cuff you know you need respite from all this i mean if you turn on the television now you're going to see people who have died in you know the volcano eruption in new zealand um, you're going to hear about the serial rapist who was given three or 30 life sentences or something like that. You're going to hear of, you know, this thing and that thing. And it's all negative. And if you're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you're going to get it fed to you because that's what they want. They might change it up a little bit because it's holiday season, but they're just trying to feed you with nonsense. So you got to take a moment and and step back from it all, especially this time of year, and just reflect on some things and reflect on on why your life is good, but also how it can be improved going forward. Because I think that is the greatest gift that we can give ourselves, is one of one of self-care, one of giving a fuck about how you're doing yourself. Whether that be checking your mental health honestly, whether that be checking your physical health, whether that be checking your interpersonal relationships, your job, you know, your finances, whatever it may be. Taking stock of these things. This is is a gift we give ourselves. It's called self-awareness, right? Being truthful to, to the person that needs it the most. Because we're quick to lie to ourselves often. 
and tell ourselves things aren't that bad or make justifications and excuses for why we're going a certain way with ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about the month of December, guys, right? Because I'm going to be like, I talk about healthy eating and I talk about healthy living and I talk about working out all the time. And yes, I am going to continue going to the gym over the Christmas period. I went this morning. I was up at quarter to five. But I'm also going to drink a lot of Baileys and smoke some weed this holiday season. And I'm going to eat more chocolate than I'd normally eat this season. So what? I'm talking about the bigger picture here. The gift of self-reflection. The gift of being able to say, you know what? If I am going to make one of those New Year's resolutions, this is the one I'm going to make and this is why. Because I've objectively evaluated myself and I know that if I put anything into action and it takes my energy to do so and true focus, then it's going to be something that fucking matters. So take the time to take a step back, have a look, you know, from a bird's eye view, what the deal is with your life, what the deal is with your routine, what the deal is with your relationships, etc., etc. What's wrong with your money, right? And then take one thing. If there's multiple things on that list, you got to take one thing at a time. You can't you can't stack one thing on top of another. You got to compartmentalize these things in a way to deal with them separately so they don't become overwhelming. Because if they become overwhelming, the the truth of the matter is you're not going to do anything about any of them. But if you take it one at a time, then you're going to be able to, you know, take chunks out of that thing until it's gone. And then you can move on to the next thing. Like right now, my cat's screaming and I'm recording the podcast, but am I going to record the podcast and scream at the cat at the same time? Absolutely. Jeffrey, shut the fuck up. It didn't take me stacking the problems on top of each other. I took one of those problems and then I returned to the other one, which is completing this podcast for you guys. Because that's how we do. We take one thing, we deal with it, we move on to the next thing, and then we get both of them done. And then we can move on to something else. But to stack things on top of each other is to, you know, make the pile too too heavy a lift in the first place. So break things down. Take an objective, look at yourself and say, hey, I got some shit that I got to work on. And if that's going to be your news resolution, then make sure it's a good one. And make sure that you tell somebody about it. Put it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever the fuck or tell a coworker, tell your wife, tell your family, tell your best friend. I don't care. Tell somebody. Hold yourself accountable by saying it out loud in public where other people can hear it. Say you're going to lose 20 pounds. Tell somebody. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. Tell a couple people. So then when you don't do it and they see you in three months, they say, well, or at least they'll have that thought in the back of their head. But then you smash it out and then you say, look at me, I'm a man of my word. I get shit done. Self-reflection is the greatest gift we can give each other. Give ourselves, I should say. So try that. Try that. I guarantee it makes you a better person. And are we not on the road to self-improvement here always? But not this month, baby. This month we're drinking Bailey's, getting high, lounging, 
eating way too many chocolates, lamping. We're straight lamping this year because all the shopping's done, all the decorations are up, all the work is just about finished, and now we can go and just chill. And that's it. So I don't even know what I wanted to look back on this year. I went to Italy. That was fucking dope. Right, we were in Italy a few months ago. That was that was ridiculous. That was so beautiful. We've taken some nice little trips out to the coast and we've taken some nice little trips out to the beach with the dogs and whatnot. But I feel like I feel like we could have done so much more. And I think we were just super busy like with our jobs and my wife runs a business as well and you know shit's going to go like that. But next year we've got some shit planned. So we're you know, you know we're looking at a trip to Greece, trip to America, uh, I think another trip to Italy. Um, I'm going to Germany with my best friend who's planning on flying over from Canada next September. So big things, man, big things. And in January, it's going to be mental because um, I've got some, I've got like a really cool guest, uh, definitely confirmed. I've got another one uh, that I'm just lining up some dates with that's wicked. And I can't wait to bring you a conversation around that. Um, and I think this is going to be the way, you know, that we try to use our efforts to go forward because I've got some shit to say, but I got questions to ask as well. And I'm curious about so many things and I'm not an expert on anything, you know, uh, I want to talk to experts about everything because I'm curious as fuck and I'm always trying to learn. So the, the goal next year is to really dig into other people and, to really get them involved in the show and, and, and try to make this thing more mobile and more versatile. So, um, I, again, just a final episode. It's not really like a look back to like say, oh, well, what were the five best movies and shit? Like, there's only two movies that deserve talking about, and that's The Joker and The Irishman, okay? And as long as they split all of the Oscars, then uh, then it will be a job well done. If not, then fuck them. It's a ripoff. Um, but it wasn't like really to do like a countdown of the top 10 craziest things or any of that stuff. Although I will say we are looking at potentially rolling out some segments in the shows next year. Um, but I'm still toying around with those because everything that I look at, they just get played out and they get cheesy and they've been done before in some iteration or another. So I'm just, I'm, I'm working through everything. But like I said, that's what these next two weeks are going to be. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to fuck around for a while, relax, and um, and try to rest up. But I'm going to be back first thing in the new year, and who knows? If I'm lucky and Santa gives your boy some of the shit that he put on his Amazon wish list, we might be doing the next episode, the first episode of the new year, on video. I don't know. We'll see. But fingers fucking crossed, because uh, after the year I've had, I deserve to get what's on my wish list. So um, here's fucking, here's hoping for that. But uh, until then, man, I'm, I'm bouncing. So I got, I got weed to smoke. I got Baileys to drink and I got shit to do. So I'm going to go and, uh, and catch a nap and I'll see you guys in the new year. I'll see you guys in 2020. So um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Tell your friends we're going big. We're going fucking all the way. I'm telling you, we're going forward and we're going with gusto. So um, come along for the ride. You don't want to miss it. And, uh, and I love all of you guys that have supported us up until this point, but I am not fucking around and I am going forward with this thing in a big way. So, um, so stay tuned is all I'll say. Have a very, very merry, merry Christmas. Don't let anybody tell you it's happy holidays. It's merry Christmas. And, uh, and, and don't be, uh, 
don't be, oh, fucking, of course, one thing we didn't talk about, now Christmas jumpers, Christmas sweaters are apparently a climate change emergency. Saw some asshole on TV talking about how uh, you might not want to buy any more Christmas jumpers because they contribute to the plastic epidemic that we're going through. And I say to that person, go and fuck yourself. This person, she is a complete idiot. She's a social justice warrior that has nothing better to do with her time. Don't be fooled. Don't buy into it. Go get yourself a Christmas jumper. All the bells and whistles. Get battery a pack. Just do what you want to do. Yeah, it's Christmas. Have fun. Fucking relax and uh, and be merry. And I will see you in 2020. So uh, until next time, all the best.